Hi, you've reached 1-800-PIN-PALS Integrated Comic Solutions. Please listen carefully as our menu options have changed. If you are looking for a good drawing pin, press 1. If you are interested in social media advice, press 2. For the 1-800-PIN-PALS podcast, please remain on the line and Benji, Nate, and Michael Sweater will be with you shortly. Thanks. You're listening to 1-800-PEN-PALS, the only podcast where Michael Sweater and Benji Nate answer your comics questions. I'm Benji. And I'm Michael. (laughs) Does that work? Yeah. (laughs) That's an intro, baby. That's the intro. If you write it down, it's easier. Yeah, it's true. I feel like a lot of people don't know this about podcasting, but the intro is the hardest thing to do. Yeah, it's really hard. I'm sweating. Dry off and buckle in. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, we. So the first episode we did went well, and I guess people like it, so we're gonna keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. The idea is, I, I think we decided every Monday this should be coming out. Yeah, that's a good time. The last time I think we posted on a Saturday because we were really jumping the gun. We we're like, oh, it's uploaded. Let's tell everybody. Yeah, it's still not even on iTunes yet as of no. recording this right now. Yeah, we'll but, get there. We'll get there. But YouTube is where I'm trying to push people anyway. Mm-hmm. Because that's where, that's new media, baby. That's new media, baby. That's where all the kids hang out. Yeah. All right. All right. So, okay. So first things first, we forgot to mention last week, one of the main reasons we started a podcast was yes. to talk about the magazine we edit, Good Boy Magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the main reasons. So we just had a magazine, a comics magazine come out that's in comic shops nationwide. Yeah, we kickstarted it in 2018. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Never uh, mind. <laughs> no, well, okay, so we kickstarted it a long time ago. And I was like, yo, it's going to be so easy. It and it not. turns out it was not easy. Uh, and also... Our plans, like uh, everything we had set up beforehand fell apart, like the printer went out of business. Right. Uh, I didn't realize sometimes people would say they would turn in comics to you and then it would be late, even though I do that. Yeah, we should have figured that one out sooner. Yeah, and yeah, but it's out now and it's in comic shops and it's also awesome. Yeah, people seem to like it so far. Yeah, if if you like this podcast and you want to, it's it's nine ninety nine for I think it's like one hundred and twelve hundred twenty pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like the podcast, maybe ask your local comic shop to buy it. Maybe. Yeah, don't do it. I think not it's great. Maybe. You should do it. Just do it. You should do, do it. it. Not maybe. I'm the yeah. worst salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty please, maybe if you like me enough, will you please get this comic, please? That's if you, you think I'm pretty, will you please buy my comic book? No. Um. Yeah. So. That's the ad read in the front. That's technically our ad. So yeah, now onto on the free content. Uh, so I I wanted to start these podcasts every week with one of us asking a question to each other and maybe talk about something we're dealing with. Yeah. You think that's a good idea? I think that's a great idea. All right, Just good. to ease I hope people so. in. Yeah. Also, I feel like as artists, we're often pretty self-centered. So focusing on our own questions might be good way to get us excited. Mm, yeah, I need the motivation. <laughs> All right. So what I wanted to talk about is, so I'm, as a, uh, as a creator, 
Uh, I'm pretty overloaded. I've done way too many projects. I'm doing way too many projects. Mm -hmm. And I got an offer to teach a comics class. Like it's a six week comics class on like how to make comics. And I said, yes, but I'm super concerned about the fact that I've agreed to do so much. And I wanted to talk about like some of my plans and maybe possible input you have on how to deal with the next two or three weeks Mm -hmm. as I like try to maintain my current schedule and do that. And I don't think it's going to be, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be fine. Otherwise I wouldn't have said yes. Uh, Cause it's just, it's one night a week. You know, there is some prep work, but I I already have a bunch of like how to information because I've been like working on like how to make comics book for a couple of years. And I'm basically just stealing that and throwing it into a slideshow. Um, so I'm not super worried, but you know, I'm pretty densely packed. So you're very prone to overcommitting. Yeah, no, I really am. Um, and it's, if I had a therapist, I would, that would probably be the main thing we talked about. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm like very, I get incredibly excited about it. Like I, as soon as I was like, I could teach a comics class. I was like, Oh, I've always wanted to do that. Yes. Before I even thought about whether it was a good idea to do it or not. Um, yeah, because right right now you're doing what you're like you're you're in your band that you have been. Yeah. Don't tell people about that. <laughs> yeah, well, my band my band is getting ready to record. You're getting uh, ready to record. CD. You're doing how uh, many comics right now? I'm inking the Wizard number two book okay. two. I'm uh, we're getting the marketing and prep work for Puppy Night uh, in the Den of Deception done with Hostway Cruise. And the wizard is with Rachel Dukes. Um, and, you know, the the marketing prep work is pretty light, but I still want to make sure I'm available in case anything serious comes up. Yeah. Uh, I'm writing like two or three projects for other people and I'm drawing my Everything Sucks books and my Rather Be Dead strips. So like it's, it's an, I'm doing, I'm already doing too much. Um, I, I have overcommitted, but uh, you know, the class is Sunday nights. I generally don't work on Sundays, yeah. uh, no matter what. Um, well, now so, you do. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm like an extrovert, so I'm going to be excited. But so yeah. my plan, we should probably get into what my plan is. My plan is yeah. I'm going to, so the big things that distract me from work is looking at the internet or looking yeah. at social media, uh, discord. I like I thought Discord would be better than social media for me. It's actually worse. Um, So my plan is actually Monday to either Wednesday or Thursday, completely cut off social media, the internet, Discord. Uh, Just straight up, don't even look at it. Um, Like I've got some posts I want to go up. I'm going to use Facebook Studio to uh, schedule my Instagram posts. So, you know, the posts have to go up. I have to do my comments that have like, the good boy ad to try to promote good boy, get people to buy that. Uh, you know, I just, I like giving people the comics. I want that to be like part of people's week. Yeah. But if, if I post it myself, I'm going to be looking at the comments as they roll in initially. Mm-hmm. And that's a really bad use of my time. Yeah. Like that's, that's honestly, that's, I think that. That's the major issue. Yeah. for I think both of us, that's probably, if we could identify the biggest waste of time in our life, yeah. it's watching the initial stuff roll in. Yeah, like right after you make a, make a post and then you have to see every comment as soon as it comes in. <laughs> yeah, do they like me? Um, <laughs> have they shared it to their story? <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking just scheduling things 
And then you're maybe in the evening, if I do well, spend 10, 15 minutes. Cause uh, like if anybody shares the story and tags me, maybe I like reply and be like, Hey, thanks so much. And maybe I like reply to some comments, mm -hmm. but in the evening after I'm done with everything, I'm like, don't look at even, even my email. I might just straight up cut off email too. Cause yeah. Uh, I think I might have to do email, but you know, cause we are, we're fulfilling projects right now, but yeah. for the most part, like anything sent to me in email, there's no reason I can't respond in three or four days, mm -hmm. you know, cause if somebody is emailing me about like a job offer or something, they're still going to want me to do it on Friday. If I get the email on Tuesday. Yeah. So how, do you, how do you feel about that plan of just straight up cutting everything off? I mean, yeah, no, like every time I've, just not use the internet, like left my phone outside of the studio and like listen to the local radio. I get three days work worth three days worth of work done in like a couple of hours. Like it's like worth yeah. doing. Even if I feel cut off and isolated, like I'd rather get more work done so that I have a free weekend. That 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 cut off and isolated feeling is like so fake and modern though. Like Yeah. Even like 10 years ago, nobody was that, like, that's, you're not actually isolated. That's like a no. weird brain goof. Yeah. No, that's fake. That's fake. In the early aughts, you would, you know, even like 2012, you didn't hear something from everybody or get everybody's input on you as a person, you know, every single day. Or... Yes, I did. I was on Tumblr then. No, me too. 2012? <laughs> that was Okay, peak. fine. 2007. 2007. Uh, you're, you're right. I was, you're right. I was there too. Yeah, I, I yeah, uh, I think I was on forums in 2007. So okay, maybe humans who weren't terminally online. Yeah, maybe when I was nine years old. No, I'm, I'm talking about like adults though, like the people yeah, who yeah, made yeah. like really big books. Like they didn't, like I don't know. It's yeah, just yeah. It's, yeah. But like, yeah. We don't we don't need to be plugged in all the time. That's yeah, and also, you don't have to be, like, looking at the social media to reap the benefits of it. No, you don't. It, it's going to function or not function regardless of whether you're yeah. refreshing it over and over again or not. Also, like, what makes, like, a comic post, like, work really well is generally the work you did not online on the comic. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, no. at your desk, not looking at the internet, drawing oh, okay. a comic is what makes the numbers go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. not that you're looking at it after you post or, you know, whatever. Yeah, so I'm just saying, so that's my plan. I've done this before. Like, I used to put my cell phone in the car. Yeah. Uh, you, used in the to, compartment. you used to make me hide your phone. <laughs> yeah, but that that's, that's uh, I'm not doing that right now. Yeah, that, but it was really, not, that was really fun for me. It was like hide and seek every day. You would, like, hide it in, like, the coat pockets on the rack or, like, in yeah. a flower pot or just, it was, like, Sometimes when I wanted my phone again, I would just start looking for it, not even ask where it was. Really? Yeah, because I, I, I would find it sometimes. Like really? I would honestly, I would find it when you hit it in the pockets in the coats, because I think that's what you did like ten percent of the time. Well, yeah, okay, no. When I got lazy and I didn't feel like looking for a fun new hiding spot, I would just put it in one of my coat pockets. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. It's like so. That's you think that plan is good, right? Like no internet Monday yeah, to Thursday, for possibly. Sure. I'm going to do email. I'm going to do email just because we're getting like, I, I have like questions for people who want to update their 
good boy information from the Kickstarter. Yeah. And I'm trying really hard to make sure we're incredibly on top of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in my, in my posts, I'm like, email me. I, I will see it if it's in an email. So I'm definitely going to yeah. do email. I have to. Mm-hmm. I'm like, honor bound. But if it's not related to the good boy thing, I'm just not even going to look at it. Like, even if it's someone important. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's, uh, do, do you have any, any thoughts or advice for me mm. on Monday to Wednesday or Thursday? No, just keep, keep that up. <laughs> just keep on trucking keep on trucking that's your advice yeah no internet keep on trucking no internet okay you wanna you wanna you wanna go into the first uh question we have yes is there any other housekeeping before we start uh we should be on itunes soon subscribe on youtube uh if you have any questions yeah, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts. I think we're everywhere except for iTunes because that takes a little longer. Yeah, it does. Um, if you have any questions, the, the what do you call the thing under the YouTube, the description on the YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if you have any questions, we have like a link to our Google form in the YouTube description. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll figure out a better way to do that later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you go to 1-800-PENPALS.com right now, that'll link to our youtube and they can just uh follow the links to the google form so the uh the first question is from andy who does a comment called drifting at www.scribblesauce.com slash drifting and andy's question is if you post your comic and regular updates on the internet but have the ultimate goal of having it as a printed book do publishers care if the whole book is free online before they even print it or do you pitch the idea first and then post the comic online as you go um, so the, that's, that's two questions. We're going to break it up. The first question is, do publishers care? Uh, so I've been finding that publishers are starting to care less and less. Uh, and I th- wonder if that's maybe because if you have the numbers, like it's like a clear amount of people that they can sell a book to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think a publisher would be crazy to care. Right. Um, People still do care, though, is the thing. Uh, right now, the thing I'm working on for a publisher, they were fine with me posting most of it online. It's like going to be a 200-page book, but they asked for 50 pages no, of exclusive you, material. You offered the exclusive material, I thought. Did I? I think you did as like uh, a, a nice thing for them. I don't remember. You might not have. Uh, I don't think I did. I think an important note about this project is they asked you for the book because you were publishing it online. Yes, yes. That's that's true. Yeah. Yeah, they saw it online. Yeah. Uh, I did not pitch it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and you, Catboy ran online first. Uh, Lorna yeah. ran online first. I think, have you done anything that was printed before it was online? No, never. Yeah. 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 I, I, I really heavily rely on the numbers of my following because they buy books. Like they'll buy the print version of anything that I make. It's kind of the thing with printers is if you want to sell a book, you can definitely sell a book if people know about it. And a good way to get people to know about it is to put the book online. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, um, there definitely are publishers that mind more. Mm -hmm. Um, the publisher I'm doing Girl Juice with told me that like five years ago, they wouldn't have even approached a webcomic for anything. Uh, so that's like changing. 
Yeah. So I think I have one book that I've done, The Wizard, the first yeah. one with Rachel Dukes, that wasn't online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think it was a mistake to not have it online. Uh, it sold really well. Like the first run sold through the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Like it's still selling. I think it would probably sell better if we put it online. It would. Uh, I think it would. Yeah. Um, I actually should probably talk to publisher about letting us do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so sub-publishers do care, but... I don't, if you've got huge numbers, if you're able to put it online, the numbers are not exactly, but somewhat proof that people care about something. Yeah. And I think as like a publisher acquiring something, you know, people care about is like inherently less risky. It is less risky. And I think that's why people are taking, willing to take the risk now. Yeah. Um, Also, like, I feel like a lot of times people buy books as like, sort of like a fetish item, not like. The the original word fetish, not the sexual not, one, not the sexy one. Yeah, but like you know what I mean. But it's like a it's like a symbol of like an interest. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people just like having books, even if yeah. they've read them. Like also, I buy copies of books I've read as books before again. Yeah. Um, there's multiple books I've bought multiple times, so I don't. Know. So uh, yeah. The well, oh, I was gonna say I like illegally download ebooks and then if i like it i'll buy it i'll just buy the physical book (laughs) yeah well i mean especially like with online or uh with stuff i'm not i'm not supporting going on soulseek or torrent websites and using utorrent to steal anything but what i am saying of course not never i would never i would never say anybody should ever do that i i think i personally think it's fine if it's out of print uh Mm -hmm. but that's not this question that's a whole different discussion (laughs) Yeah, um, that is a different discussion. Uh, but the, uh, you know, I think, I think, uh, I, I think you should just, especially, okay, a big thing for me is if you're asking me this question, uh, oh, well, so this, the second part of the question is, do you pitch the idea first and then post the comic online? Or wait, it's, or do you pitch the idea first and then post the comic online as you go? And... My big response to that is if you're asking Michael Sweater and Benji Nate this question, you're not ready to pitch first. But do you have any other feelings about that? No, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I, th- I think putting stuff online is just do it. Yeah. Um, especially like if you're not established. The especially, best way to get established is yeah. for people to know who you are. And the best way to get people to know who you are is to give something away for free online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's definitely true i don't think i would have a i don't think either of us would have careers if we didn't publish online first no way (laughs) no way there's no way uh i think some people can do it because they have like a kind of specifically advanced style or like some sort Mm -hmm. of notoriety but also i don't think i don't think most people who wouldn't do it are selling as many books as you might think i think a lot of people who are like exclusively print only uh, you know, unless it's like full length stuff, I think there's a lot of people who you, who don't put stuff online and they're like sort of like uh, like printed books only. Who you might be surprised at how few books they sold and how many more they would sell if they put it online. Yeah, that's probably um, true. Is there anything else yeah. you have to say about this question? I feel like uh, there should be. Yeah, I feel like um, I I kind of have like a side thing of you know. If you have the ultimate goal of, so in the question it says, 
If you post your comic and regular updates on the internet, but have the ultimate goal of having it in a printed book, do publishers care if the whole book is free online before they even print it? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. If the goal is to have a printed book, you don't have to have a publisher for that. Uh, no, no. And publisher input might not be, especially if it's like your first book, you're probably not going to get a publisher no matter what you do. No, no, absolutely not. Um, but it would have to be really good. Like, yeah, it would have to both be good and like be kind of like a breakout hit. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's unrealistic to, you know, assume your first goal is going to get picked up by a publisher. Oh, it's very unrealistic. Yeah. So maybe you should just put it online and then print it yourself anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the first books I did, I just did print on demand stuff mm-hmm. and I just didn't tell anyone it was print on demand. Yeah. And so, you know, you can just do 20 or 30 copies and see if people like a book. Yeah, I think people are so are too willing to go all in on things really quickly with comics. Yeah. Where it's like you really need to test the waters. Like this is a huge time and money investment if you're going to print yourself and like it's a lot. Uh Yeah, so yeah. putting things online first, seeing how well it goes is like that's one of the best things you can do. Yeah, I would ju- I would just Andy Put it online. Put online, yeah. Andy. Just, just keep putting it online, Andy. Do you, you feel good about that one? You think I think we, I do. You think we're I helpful? Think, I think so. I, yeah, maybe. Right. Well, uh, that's not Andy, for us to judge. Andy, let us know. Let us know if we're <laughs> helpful. Do you, uh, you want to read the next question? Yeah. So Will Bishop asks, I very often lose motivation for drawing a series halfway through. Any tips on keeping yourself excited and invested in your own art slash story? And they are at Willow Waffle on Instagram, maybe Twitter too. That's up for you to find out. <laughs> Definitely Instagram though, I checked. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I, I think with this question, there's kind of like a, a lot of moving parts. We we really overcomplicate a lot of these questions. Yeah, we probably do, but that's content. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I, I think I think it's like a, I think a lot of advice that's like pretty succinct is also not like doesn't have enough context to be useful, um, yeah. or it's like not right for everybody. But it, I, I'm I'm gonna just like answer it like up front. Uh, I do not in midway through a series or halfway through, I tend not to be very excited about the project anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's do you do you find that you're excited the entire way through a project ever? No, never. That's never <laughs> that's never happened. Uh, and I think the best thing if you're finding that a lot is either just keep doing it, like just get over the feeling of not being excited about it, and then eventually you'll get excited again. Uh, I feel like that's what usually happens is like you get closer to the end and it's like, oh, I'm excited again. Like just like get to that point yeah. or just like do smaller things and don't overcommit. Uh, yeah. Find a good ending point and just get it over with. But I do think <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. do think that part of the process of making comics is you will like just be tired of what you're doing eventually. And like you just have to go through it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think. I think uh, being really excited in the beginning is very important. If you're not excited in the yeah. beginning, you are, you've, you're making a terrible mistake. Yeah. Uh, but then as long as you can kind of capture 
what had you excited in the first place on paper in some way that you can like reflect on and understand whether it's just like sketches or outlines or just like even journaling. Um, I will, I will often write letters, you know, not, it's not formatted like this, but if I look at my notebook, they're essentially letters to my future self about the book. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, Hey, this is cool because of this. And even after that excitement is worn off, because like excitement is like not actually sustainable. Like, Mm -hmm. Uh, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's like kind of novelty based. And like, as long as you can reflect somewhat on what you're doing and you understand what the excitement was, uh, even if you're not feeling that excitement, you can, you know, you can do the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, also, this is probably more relevant to like just creating something that you can stay excited about. But with Girl Juice, uh, the way like I'm like this is probably the longest I've gone with a comic that I'm not super sick and tired of yet it's because I created like a cast of characters that I can kind of just do anything I want with um like I'm really excited right now I'm about to start working on like a short girl juice horror story Mm -hmm. but it's still the same comic it's just like I get to play with a lot more and it feels like I'm doing something new every day yeah um, so that's that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, also I think in a, like a, do you want to just like give some like kind of general advice, like just stuff we might think of that would be helpful. That's like helps us on the day to day basis. Like yeah. I can start with some stuff. Yeah. You start. So like in everything sucks, the thing I'm working on, uh, mm-hmm. the segments of the story are very different from each other. Um, and honestly, a lot of my stuff, the, the different segments of the story are unlike the other segments. That's so true. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. that. And also, I think, number one, that keeps me motivated and it keeps mm-hmm. me interested because I'm not doing the same thing every panel. Yeah. Number two, it's a better book because of it. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, like nobody wants to read like the same scene over and over and over. Uh mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can do it, but it's like, that's gonna, you have to be a very interesting writer. Uh, yeah. And, I, and most I people, not. most people aren't. Yeah. I think that, that was the biggest problem. I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of my early stuff is, uh, it was incredibly scene to scene, not different. Yeah. Uh, whereas like, if you're changing locations, you know, you're doing different stuff to keep yourself invested. Mm-hmm. Um, I can also say, feel free to change the book uh, if you're partway through and you don't like it. If there's something oh, yeah. that you feel is not working, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm actually pretty convinced that a lot of plot twists are actually people who got bored with the book and tried to figure out how to make it different mm-hmm. in like stories in like the writing phase. Yeah, I've never not completely switched my shit around every time I'm like on a project like with hellphone it was just like very fun and like whatever and then the second hellphone book was like <laughs> a very sad coming of age story yeah <laughs> like it's not the same it's almost not the same genre but it is the same story yeah but i think stuff like that's fun like, yeah i think so too um, and i think i think people like it like yeah it's like you watch you watch sitcoms like it's a different story every time you sit down and watch it yeah i feel like with a lot of graphic novels also where it's the same kind of scene and location and characters doing the same kinds of things over and over 
it mm-hmm. feels like they actually just had a short story and mm-hmm. they wanted to have 200 300 pages so they just did that scene over and over again oh my god yeah uh, there's one comic i'm thinking about that i felt was very close to being just like the same scene over and over and over again yeah. but the writing was so good and it was sabrina okay um, yeah nick Gernazzo, is that how you pronounce his name yeah i hope so I hope so too. That was like my favorite comic the year it came out. But flipping through the book, I was like, this is going to be the most boring thing I've ever read. But the writing was compelling enough that I was like up at three in the morning crying. It was, yeah, it was close though. It was slippery slope with that one. See, I actually, I do like the book. I did find it to be boring. Um, Which like, you know, that's fine. Uh, Yeah. You know, not everybody's book is for everybody. Yeah, uh, but it was also, it was still, even though I found it to be incredibly boring and it's not the kind of thing I like, I generally don't finish books that I think are boring and I did finish it. You did is, finish it, yeah. Uh, as somebody then, with a super short attention span, a huge so testament to the quality of the writing. And you told me, um, you were the one who told me to read it. You're like, you'd really like this. <laughs> I did, I did. I was like, <laughs> I kind of don't like this book, but it's very good and you should read it. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. That's how you pitched it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I feel like I have a good sense of it. Like it got a lot of press as like a smart book. And I was like, yeah, I I guess it's a smart, whatever. Um, I thought it was just good. It's very good. There's a couple really compelling things Uh, to me. I think the aesthetics of the book is what I couldn't get (laughs) over it. I I was reading, I was reading that book in the plane. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I think it was on our way to TCAF maybe yeah. but I was reading it on the plane and then I opened the um the safety pamphlet on the plane and I was like this is the yeah. same art yeah for anyone who hasn't seen <laughs> Sabrina uh, uh, Nick's art is like incredibly sterile and it's like yeah. it's an interesting artistic choice uh, but yeah. it does look a little like a diagram for I did... the, the safety <laughs> stuff in the airplane I did make a joke tweet about it where I posted like the cover of like, oh, I'm reading this now, and then posted the picture of the people <laughs> using the flotation yeah. devices on the plane. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a new book. But yeah, it's a uh, book. so uh, also something that's kind of like psychological, back to the question a little bit uh, oh, for keeping yeah. information. Please. Uh, don't really share your big ideas with people um if Mm. you can help it why i find a lot of the times when i share like the overall scope of the story to you um i'll get a reaction that isn't necessarily the reaction i was looking for and that can that can kind of affect me and the problem is like number one me explaining the story is not what the story is so your reaction to that is not the reaction to what the book would actually oh oh this sounds like you're talking Uh, about me because every single time i told you (laughs) about a comic idea i had you're like that's good and it's like fuck that's not good enough no well i mean i quit i quit comics expecting someone to give you like a big enthusiastic reaction to a description of a comic is kind of stupid like that's fucked up Michael, like, be nice. <laughs> no, no. But, I mean, I do this too. Like, I'm yeah, always yeah. like, I have this. Yeah. Like, I told you, I have that, like, uh, I have like that one book I want to write. And I told you, and I actually did get a better reaction than I expected from you. Mm-hmm. You were like, that is like, you said something positive, but it was still like, number one, it was even if you get a good reaction, you're getting a good reaction to a description of a comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So mm-hmm. like maybe don't share that stuff with people um, unless you want to. Uh, <laughs> but I, I find I find that the feedback like messes me up pretty bad. Yeah, it messes me up uh, too. Like I've put stuff off for years because I was like, this didn't get the reaction I wanted. Yeah, um, but like expecting the reaction to a description. To be fair though, the things that I put off for years and years, like I'll get an idea that is so good that it makes me actually do it years later for yeah. the same comic. So it's not bad. Everything Sucks is a book I started, I think, in 2012. And yeah. then I didn't get the reaction I wanted, and I shelved it. And I'm yeah. doing it again. I'm doing it now in 20... I think and it's I getting a much, much better yeah. reaction now. Like, I yeah. think you're just better at what you do. Yeah. I mean, that's that's going to come with it. I yeah, hope I think, so. Uh, oh, God. I hope you better <laughs> be just do it. Um, yeah, so I think I think that's a... Uh, that's probably... It's a lot of Will Bishop's question. I mean, I I think we really fell off track, but <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's a we answered it. We answered it, and that's what matters. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, Will, let us know. Let us know if that helped. Yeah, let us know, or don't, uh, or don't. <laughs> yeah, or don't, Will. Honestly, or Will, don't. or don't. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next one. Do you want to? Do I read uh, this? Or you read yeah, this is you. This is me. All yeah. right. So this is we picked this question because it's slightly related to the last one, but also very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so Charlie writes more of a personal question from someone with bad executive dysfunction. How much of a routine slash schedule do you both have slash work on when it comes to making comics while trying to stay alive as a human? All right. Yeah. So this is a good one because we're so routine focused. Yeah. I think. Probably more so than most people, which is why we're so um, good. <laughs> I mean, I'd also like to talk about but, uh, why we're bad at it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. So, I, I mean, I think we kind of talked a little bit in the intro about, like, you know, trying not to use yeah. the internet on work days, which is huge. Like, that's I, – I think that's the one thing people could really use. Yeah. Um, but we also have our own things that we actually do. Yeah. Uh Like, I wake up in the morning and I start my to-do list and I try to knock it all out, just cross everything off. And at the end of the day, I make a list of things I should improve on the next day that I could have done better or, like, faster. Like, and a lot of the times it's usually, um, use the internet less. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, uh, yeah. So what about you? Um, So I think a lot of the household routine and schedule stuff is mm-hmm. like from me being so fixated on this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, you're very fixated. So I, I, I have, uh, you know, have had, I don't know. Uh, I, as a child and teen, I was diagnosed with like ADD and ADHD, which I think are uh, executive function disorders probably. Um, I'm not super mm-hmm. up on what, how people say it, but yeah, I, I really struggle with, uh like anything like i'm like a dog like at a park like if i see something it's a squirrel and i chase it um so like for mm-hmm. me uh having a routine uh in a schedule is if i do not enforce a routine it doesn't matter what i do it doesn't happen uh like yeah. there's no relying on me to do the thing and remember what to do like i have to like write it out i have to you know, try to get at my desk at a certain time, 
the big thing to me is planning the day, the routine the day before. Um, yeah. Planning yeah, the routine yeah. in the morning. You just woke up. You're groggy. Uh, you're, you know, you're the big thing for me with doing it in the morning is I'll like check my email and I'll like check stuff and I'll get very reactive. Uh, I'll start being like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta solve this problem. I gotta solve this problem. Um, and the reality is no matter how I feel in my life, there's never actually a problem that I discover and then have to fix within 24 hours. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, if I spend a lot of time reacting to things as they come up, I won't get the things I have to get done like pages. Um, you know, for both of us, it doesn't matter what else we get done in a day. If we do not produce pages, uh, the day sucked. Uh, it was a bad day. Uh, in terms of work and you know produce pages like not necessarily we have a finished page but like you know writing for future pages uh penciling processing oh Uh, oh for me i have to get at least one page fully done every day or it's a waste yeah i mean but some days you do more than that and i actually i i I think that's yeah yeah i try to do more than that i think that's true for me for i go back and forth between waking up, sitting down with a batch of things like pages and saying, these are going to be done at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. And then I'll do things like right now I've got probably 30 uh, sheets of paper that have like strips and pages printed out on them. And I went through and I like did all the panel borders on all of them and all the lettering. And I'm slowly doing the drawing on them. But I actually think this, I think I should literally start from zero on a group of pages in the beginning of the day. Um, I can't do that. So what I do is I, so I've started doing three pages a day every weekday, um, or at least trying to, but my internet addiction is like back (laughs) in full force. (laughs) Do you want to, do you want to go offline with me? I know I'm interrupting you. Do you want to like not look at the internet with me Monday through Wednesday? Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm trying to do this week. Yeah. Uh, I've been preparing myself. I've been like pre-downloading podcasts. So that I can turn the internet off, but still listen to stuff. I was going to bring my radio up to listen yeah. to the local news. Yeah. I, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. So uh, three pages a day. What I do is I like, I pencil the three pages at night, like write and pencil them. And then in the morning, the first thing that gets done is the lettering and panel borders on all those pages. Then I go through and could draw in all my favorite characters that are easier <laughs> to draw. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, and just like have like this assembly line method with the pages and then scan them, color them, schedule them. And then I do the next three pages, pencil, write to do it the next day. So I think where my different slight difference in routine is, is I'm actually trying to pencil all 30 pages and then ink all 30 pages and then color all 30 pages. And I, I think I need Ooh, to, I can't do that. Yeah, I think I might keep printing off this many at, at a time and just like, pulling three or four pages off the pile in the morning. Am I allowed to um, kind of use this to answer Will Bishop's question again a little bit? Yeah, just re- rephrase, rephrase <laughs> the question most. a little bit. Like what just question? rephrase what about their question. All right. So yeah, the question about losing motivation, uh, doing it in small chunks as opposed to trying to do something like 30 pages at a time. Like I would absolutely lose motivation if I had to do that. I've yeah. lost motivation on Hellphone because I have to color like a, like 160 pages all at once. Yeah. So like assembly line, chunk it, yeah. chunkiness. See, saying assembly line, to me, assembly line means doing all of the writing, all of the pencils, all of the things, oh, not doing for, a page at a time. 
No, no, no. For me, it's doing it three pages at a time. And then, because yeah. if I had to do all of it at once, I would burn the fuck out like hard. Yeah. Fast. Well, so, so that's actually a thing in actually assembly line stuff. Uh, yeah. What assembly line means is one person does one segment. Are you mansplaining assembly line to me? No, no, I'm I'm talking about this like, uh, so actually like in an assembly line with comics, it would mean one person was doing all the pencils. Yeah, yeah. uh, And so like it would be you doing all the pencils at once. But in actual assembly lines, you rotate what you do. You don't just do the one thing. They actually, so if you're like a person who puts like the screws on uh, one piece and there's another person who like uh, does the soldering, you'll actually change what you're doing every other day in a similar way to this where you don't get burned out. So I'm my version of assembly line is the correct version of a real yeah, assembly I, I think, line. <laughs> yeah, I think this is better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cuz that was a problem with the early version of assembly lines is people got bored with their jobs. Yeah. Uh, and they would have like of course. like a very serious issues with it. Yeah, so I think that's a good method, especially for me. I don't know about everybody else. Some people like you know, penciling everything in one go and then inking it all and then coloring it all. But that would, I would, I, uh, uh-uh. no. no, I thanks. think that works. I think that works if you're working faster. Like that was a way like people did traditional comics, but they would also yeah. do entire issues in two weeks. So yeah. it wasn't spending a month penciling, spending a month inking, spending a month doing this. It was doing a week of penciling and then doing a week right. of inking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, you yeah. said a month, but people spend like a year on it, like a graphic. No, novel. I know. I know. Like that. That was. Yeah. Re- <laughs> yeah. Got a very skewed sense of time over here. I think where people a lot of the like sense of how you're supposed to do stuff comes from older stuff, which is where you're doing twenty yeah. pages at a time. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to do um, that anymore. It's twenty twenty one. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> well, I think even if you're doing like a graphic novel, maybe pencil. If, if you need to do more, maybe pencil twenty pages, ink twenty pages. Not yeah, the that's whole that's what I do when I do longer stuff. I think I do like ten pages at a time or something. I don't know. It depends. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, so. Another thing, though, about like uh, with like routine and stuff. I think a lot of people are like, okay, I'm going to start my routine and my routine is draw six hours a day. That's not a and, routine. Well, no, I mean, I, so, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like, uh, even if it is a routine, uh, the idea of working six hours a day, that's if you've never drawn for three hours a day, you're not going to be able to draw for six hours a day. Wow. So true. Um, like it's kind of like, uh, like, like sports, like you wouldn't start trying to run the full marathon. You do like, you build up to it. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people get frustrated when they start trying to do this stuff. It's like. Mm-hmm. They try to run but, the marathon first. Yeah. That's the thing is they're like, okay, so how do the pros do their routine? And like how we do our routine might not be, you know, like you're doing like three pages a day. Right. Uh, that maybe start with like half a page a day or a page a day. And like yeah. as you go build up like momentum and stuff. Yeah, that's why I really like my end of the day like improvement list yeah. because a lot of the time it's not just use the internet less. It's like I could have spent less time working on this panel because I overcomplicated it and it didn't actually need to be like that. Yeah. And then the next day I I try to take my own advice and I work faster and faster because of it. Yeah, I, I think little stuff, but also just like don't try to work 
like you read a professional works who's been doing it for 20 years, like yeah. on your first day. Like, no, I think you can't do that. I think early on, that was a big part of my problem is I was like reading about people's schedules and trying to replicate them. Yeah, and, like, yeah that's true. That's, you know, that's not a thing you can just do. Like you have to build oh. up stamina. Yeah, I remember feeling like absolute garbage because I couldn't sit at a desk for like three hours. Like it felt yeah. bad. I was like, I'm never going to be a cartoonist. <laughs> no, but what you do is you figure out how long you can do the thing for. Yeah, And yeah. then you, much like uh, you know, sports, you over time extend it. Like So maybe you yeah. find you can only sit at the desk for an hour a day. Then make sure you're doing it for an hour a day and then do that for like three or four days or a week. Then try an hour and 10 minutes, then try an hour and 20, um, you know? Yeah. But I, I think the big thing is establishing like a pattern and a rhythm mm -hmm. that you can do. And then once you have like a pattern or a routine, then you expand that routine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ooh, another thing that really helped me, which I haven't done recently, which I actually should probably start doing again is the Pomodoro method. Yeah. That really works for me because I. You want to explain what that is? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know exactly what it is because I, <laughs> I do like a weird made up one that is nonsense. I just like, it, it, it depends on how long I can sit down and work. Well, I'll set the timer for an hour. And then after that hour, I take a like 20 minute break, 15 minute break. It depends for me. That's kind of the method. The way it's usually explained to people is like you work for 15 minutes and then you take a break for like five minutes. It's like smaller segments. I've like adjusted it to work how I work. The way you're talking about, I think is better uh, for some people. For me, because of my ADHD, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I, I would try to do the original one and I would work for 15 minutes and I would take a five minute break that was actually a three hour break. Um, <laughs> because like I, you know, I forgot what I was doing. Yeah. Um, that makes so. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's I think that's probably really good for people with ADHD actually, maybe. See, for me it's bad. Uh to Oh, I would assume it was good. I don't know. You'd think it was. Um, but the thing is, like, I think it's probably different for everybody. I think so too, because I know a lot yeah. of people who use it who have yeah. it. So but. for me, for what I understand about ADHD, is it's you know, it doesn't mean you can't focus, but it means you're distracted. And having the thing where you have to stop what you're doing every 15 minutes is what messes me up with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I will, I'll be like, okay, I'm on a break for five minutes. And then I'll look at Instagram and I'll see somebody say something. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can look up a news article on that. And I go to the news article and then I'm like, oh, this art, this artist did this other thing. And I'm on that. And then it's like three hours later. Yeah, um, that's why I won't like, uh, yeah. I think the time chunks of like being on are too short. Uh, that's why I do like an hour and then like 10 yeah. minutes off. I think that's like more manageable. I take the dog for a walk. I think having a plan for what to do with the break that isn't something you know distracts you is good. Like I do an yeah. hour and then I will read comics for five to 10 minutes. Or we watch like an episode of a short show and yeah. then go back upstairs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's, yeah, the big thing is, like, I can't on those breaks <laughs> look at Instagram or, like, you know, what's yeah. happening online. Because I will go into the hole of, like, following up on things. Like, Oh, God. It's been so hard, especially since we moved and now we have friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're getting texts from people being like, hey, you want to get lunch? Yeah. It's like, I would love to, but I will die. 
hopefully hopefully that helps hopefully that helps charlie uh that's such a good name it's a great name that's like a top 10 name yeah i i, th- I think the, this is probably something we want to dig in more on the future in the future oh and like um, think about yeah can i talk about my plans for what i want to do with the website yeah go ahead i would I really like about. to oh when we actually have our website set up i really want to like uh, kind of have like physical ex- like examples of what it was we talked about in the episode, like actually write out our schedules, yeah, and like show people a visual of what we're doing, yeah. Like I wanted to like have our thumbnails on there and show them how like we physically we can, work. We can do that in the show notes right now. Yeah, yeah, we should. Um, I'm not doing it for this episode. <laughs> yeah, we gotta. We, well, I think it'd be it'll be easier once we're like in a a, a rhythm. Like this is just you know, a second routine. Episode. When we have a routine for how we do this. It all circles right back. Yeah. Well, no, that, that is the thing, because we're doing these on Sundays. Yeah, we're trying uh, to. Yeah, because I don't work on Sundays. Right. And then they go up Monday. And that's the thing is, as we do this, you know, we're going to be, you know, after we do this, we're going to make a note about, like, what went right, mm-hmm. what r- went wrong. Yeah. And, like, how we can change the process of doing these. Yep. It all circles back. It all circles you, right back. You want to hop on the last question? I think I think we can and we should. All right. So this final question is from Ben Walters. And they ask, I listened to the first podcast and loved it. I'm an avid reader of you both. Do you have advice on what to do when you feel like you've hit a creative wall? I just finished an eight-month-long comic project. And I want to start something new, but I almost feel like I'm second-guessing myself more now. I want to create something that has appeal to an audience beyond just myself. How can I be sure I'm doing that? Thanks for reading. And that's Benji's comics on Instagram. <laughs> Different Benji. Different Benji. Uh, yeah. Right. So you got an answer? Yeah. I mean, I've got a couple answers for different segments of the question. I actually like the, I think I've said this already, but I like the questions that have multiple parts. Oh, they're so good. There's so much yeah. to chew on. <laughs> yeah. Well, also I think, I don't think any simple question really works on its own. Mm-mm. Especially because we're, we're really trying to answer these questions and spend time on yeah. them too. Yeah. yeah. So the, the big thing is like, what do we do when we hit a creative wall? Um, you know, right. they did an eight month long comic project. Uh, congratulations on finishing it. That's uh, great. Congrats. Yeah. That's a, that's a big time commitment. Also having like an end point and a finishing spot for a project is... Uh. So nice. Uh, And knowing that it's just over, Mm -hmm. like, it's great for something to be over. (laughs) Yeah, it really Um, is. Yeah, so they want to do something now, new now, and they're, like, second-guessing themselves. Uh, And they want it to have, like, an appeal to an audience beyond themselves. And how can they be sure they're doing that? Um, Do you want to talk to the creative wall thing or the audience thing first? I think we should talk about the creative wall thing just because it's positioned first. (laughs) Do you hit creative walls? Yeah, uh, almost exclusively. (laughs) (laughs) What is it that, so, you know, we'll get into my bit of this, but like, what is it about you that like, what is causing the creative wall? Is it like a lack of ideas? Is it worrying about the audience response? Um, I guess I honestly really don't know why I hit my own creative walls. This isn't the best question for me because I just hit them and then suffer. (laughs) Can I, can I push you on thinking about what it might be? You can, but I, I, I don't, I, I think that I'm, 
I think it's a combination of I don't really, I don't feel like I develop ideas quickly. Okay. And I am also afraid of audience response. I can talk about like how I get through creative walls because I am, I never experience this ever. Yeah, you don't, you don't. Um, And, you know, I don't think I'm special. I think it's just, I have like a different framework for how I approach these things. Almost everything I do is I see something that I like and I say, I want to do that. And then I just try to do that. I mean, that's Um, true for me too, but like, it's still, it could still be a wall. Yeah. Well, do you think the wall is creative or do you think it's something else? Because I don't feel, I, you know, I've seen you write and I don't feel that you, uh, you know, I don't think the wall is necessarily. It might exclusively for me be that I'm scared of audience response because usually, especially right now, I'm doing all these projects that are really different than what I normally do. Like I started a bunch of horror projects last year that are like a very different tone than what I usually do. So I've been like afraid of that. Yeah. I mean, but you're, so I guess you're, you're dealing with the creative wall because we like talk about blood root, uh, Mm -hmm. like pretty frequently, like once a week when we're out walking. Well, I just had like a really good idea for it after taking a break for like six months. So yeah. I think, I think you're probably better suited for saying how to get through the wall because... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess that's probably true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I keep, like, a pretty detailed log of every idea I ever have. Yeah. Uh, and I just start them. Yeah. Uh, just for myself at first, and then try to see if anybody bites. But uh, just, like, staying excited about multiple projects is kind of a double-edged sword but it's helpful for me yeah yeah because you, you can jump around i have something waiting in the wings no matter what yeah uh whether it's good or bad and people like it or don't like there's always something there you know see i guess i actually do have these the, the creative wall then i just i'm working on so many things that i'm able to move to something else so i don't ever feel it yeah that, that's like oh i'm too I, busy yeah, like, I jump around a lot, but I feel it. I like I I I feel it very hard. No, uh, I also have very low self esteem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think I think the advice for that is just like you probably I assume Benji number two has ideas for comics just like everybody else like all the time, right? Yeah, this is yeah. an assumption. Just start doing it, and you don't even have to immediately start sharing it with people. Like, yeah. test the waters for yourself, see if like what you're doing works for you, and then a, like it'll have an audience or it won't. Like, it's kind of yeah. the thing you have to try over and over again. So, so there's kind of a second part of this that's like yes. uh, they want it to have an appeal to an audience beyond just themselves, and how can they be mm-hmm. sure they're doing that? Posting it online. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's a tricky one. That's how I do it. <laughs> yeah, th- I mean, that's how I do it too. But like, I think they want to know how they can create something that has an appeal to an audience beyond themselves. Like, I think they're trying to be more intentional about thinking about the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Because like, I've, I got a couple, but they're not like, I don't find that I think about the audience very much when I'm working, if I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't know that I do either. Um. I guess I do, but when I think about the audience, it's when I've already started a comic and see that they're reacting to certain things, that they like certain characters, and like, then I'll lean into things, but I have to have already yeah. started. 
Yeah, like you can't know what they're going to do ahead of you, time. Yeah, you really can't. Uh, you can't predict it. You just got to go in blind. Like uh, this is this was like a big thing with newspaper strips is like side characters would become the main characters yeah, based on yeah. the audience's reaction. Mm-hmm. Like Seeger wasn't planning for Popeye to be the feature of the script. Popeye mm-hmm. was like a random side character that the fans just really reacted to to the point where they were like, okay, fuck it. This is now Popeye script. Yeah, I mean Popeye was just so sexy. Big arms, skinny uh, upper arms. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, I don't, I don't think you can, you know, no, you can't predict but also, it. Like for me, it's just when I'm thinking about the audience, it's what is the audience reacting to? And also before the only thing I really pre think about is can the audience understand what I'm trying to say here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause they can't like it if they don't understand it. Yeah. Like if people don't understand what you're trying to do, what the characters are saying. Um, but outside of structural stuff, I just, to start things, I just think, what do I really want to do? Or like, what, what gets me excited about this? Cause you know, to the earlier stuff, if you're not excited about it, it doesn't like matter what the audience thinks. You're not going to be able to finish something if you don't want to do it. That's true. It's going to, or, um, or it's going to be really hard. You did just finish an eight month long comic project. So yeah. you might be able to finish something, even if you disliked it, like that's tenacity. But you should probably want to like it. <laughs> so I think for most people who haven't done stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the this question is uh, ridiculous and not something they should be thinking about. But if you've done an eight-month-long comic process, you know what in what you did people responded to. So now you actually do have stuff to look at to make these kinds of decisions. So mm-hmm. just look at what you've done. And yeah. if there's stuff that people reacted positively to, Maybe think about going in that direction more in the next one if that's what you're feeling. Yeah, um, yeah. I yeah. think I think the real answer to this is like you don't know until you know, like until yeah. you do it and have the reaction or don't have the reaction, and then you change what you're doing, like adjust as you go. Yeah, yeah. Like you can you can know, but you can only know based on what you've already tried, and also yeah. that might change yeah. over time, especially if you mm-hmm. do this for 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. like there's people clearly still doing the same thing that got in a reaction in like 1997 or work and they're like frustrated it's not getting a reaction anymore it's like everything changes all the time yeah i think um, all of my comics are kind of just like reiterations of things that i found successful in my previous comics just like over and over again to some yeah. degree yeah yeah i think i think that's totally normal yeah um, i mean oh yeah like Pretty much everybody's work is kind of always the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of another thing is, like, I would definitely look at like, your work and don't be afraid to repeat. Uh, yeah, don't like, be afraid to repeat. If, if something you know, worked, repeat it. Um, yeah, like... Maybe not, like, completely, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think people kind of want to do something different every project, but, like, you can't really. You're always going to be the same artist. Like, also, every time you have... is for square. Yeah, every time you you uh, start something that's very new and different, you're basically relearning how to do something completely, which you yeah. are not going to be good at the first time. Yeah. Like, the first time you do anything, you're not going to be good at it. Yeah. So, like, my very first attempt at doing, like, a horror comic, which is what I wanted to do for, like, ever, wasn't good, and it didn't get the reaction I wanted. But that's because I was trying to do something completely different and like 
you know, but the more I do it, the more, the better it's going to be. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to stop doing it because the first one didn't get a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Ben, I hope that helps. I'm not going to say the other thing I keep saying every single time. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, still, you did say something you say every single time. Yeah. Hope that helps. I honestly, helps. you know what? I don't, I, I hope it didn't help at all. No, we already did that joke. <laughs> but you know what? It was more natural because you had practiced it. And exactly. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah. So uh, I think that's that's uh, that's probably the episode for this week. Unless you got something I think so else. Too. Yeah, no, I think we've got it. Um, I think we've nailed it. Yeah. Should we? How do we sign off? We'll just say goodbye. We can say go buy a good boy, please. Please talk to your comic shop about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so talk to your comic shop about Good Boy if yeah. they don't already have it. Yeah. That, oh my God. So many shops have it. I was like yeah. really surprised at the amount of shops that got it. I know. Um, it's insane. I keep like getting tagged and stuff. It's like, whoa, it's yeah. over there too? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think we've both already gotten people asking about submitting, which is. Yes. Yes, we it have. It feels a little soon to be asking that. Right. Oh my <laughs> but, God. We're, we're suffering over here. Yeah. Yeah, so that's exciting. Second one comes out yeah. late this year, early next year. It's like mm-hmm. done. We just it's have done. to figure out the distribution. Go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope, right. I hope everybody has a good week. Uh, yeah, have a good week, everybody. We love yeah, you. Yeah, good luck. Good luck on establishing a routine if you're trying to do that. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, send questions, obviously. Yes. Send questions. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a link in the YouTube description. <laughs> that's so janky. That's so janky. What's janky? Putting the link in the YouTube description. I don't care. (laughs) I don't either. Okay, I love you guys. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 1-800-PIN-PALS podcast, a production of Good Boy Industries. For more information or to submit your own questions for the show, please visit our website at 1-800-PIN-PALS.com. Goodbye.